Hello, everyone, and welcome to Empowerment of Faith, Kingdom Center for Ambassadors once again uh, for another night of prayer school. We're so glad that you all are joining us. Uh, and again, hope this word really encourages you not only to study, but to just really dive deeper into the word when it comes to prayer. Because here in Empowerment of Faith, yes, we are connected to uh, the original, getting connected to the original scriptures, the Hebrew roots. Uh, we're here to live by the kingdom, the Father's original design, but we're also a word-based ministry. And so what that means is that every idea or the precepts that we're getting is not a part of a religion. It's not a part of some man's doctrine, but we're going to the original scriptures and getting the ideas. So even dealing with prayer, we're going to the, <laughs> we're going to the scripture to get the ideas of how the father wanted us to pray. And a lot of teachings that we have done on prayer uh, during prayer school have all been from the word. If you see, they're all based off the word, even with some elders breaking down those uh, original Hebrew words, uh, letter words, let me say that, so that we can get a better understanding of scripture, because that's what it's all about here. Nobody's here to use you to gain more followers, use people to show that we did this idea that everything we do is for the glory of Elohim. And we do it all to please him, to live a lifestyle that pleases him and to have a mindset even that pleases him. Okay. So I just want to get that out there even before we get into this, because what we're going to deal with tonight um, may challenge some people who have even be have been seasoned in prayer. Um, even those who feel like they got it and they know what to do and, you know, they they can pray for three hours. Some of them people um, may only be talking. And we'll see why once we get into this teaching, because the one thing about prayer, we understand that it's communication, that it's petitioning, that um, there are laws that govern prayer. So we don't want to be lawbreakers. We don't want to be criminals. You know, we want um, Elohim to hear us because one thing about criminals is that you're defined as a criminal once you break a law, once you've been convicted, the, um, the verdict has been read. You're now a criminal. It goes down on your record. So, you know, we once were in that rebellious state. We once were um, children of wrath, but now, you know, our record has been uh, uh, it's been clean, you know, now that we're born again, you know, we're believers. Now we have the regenerated spirit, just like Elohim is that regenerated spirit is perfect. Okay. It doesn't have any thoughts, any, um, ideas of doing wrong. Our spirit only wants to please the father. Our spirit only wants to do right and live by the law. That, and that's why it's so important to, uh, really get an understanding of what was said in the scriptures when the father was talking about law and not just getting the Greek perception of, you know, that Greek word nomis, but understanding what, what law was it that was, um, um, that that scripture was even talking about. Cause so many times what we have is a watered down translation. What we have is a watered down version when it comes to the Bible, which means book of books. Not saying that everything in the Bible is wrong. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, is that some of the trans, we don't want to be stuck at the hands of the translators. We want to get a deeper understanding. We want to get what the Father truly meant. And we don't want to be drawn away by these ideas of the world, you know, that have um, these other religions out here that want us to believe uh, other than what the word says. So when we are totally sold out for the word, we're totally living for the word. We're totally giving ourselves 
um, to that word, to that law, then, you know, it makes it easy for us to live by the kingdom mandate because that, you know, the <laughs> Elohim's um, kingdom mandate tells us that we have dominion, the, which the word, when it is defined in its sense, that's showing us how to live by the word and have the uh, dominion. You know, once we have that regenerated spirit, the kingdom mandate is easy for us to comprehend and explain to others. And we're going to get into that as well. All right. So without further ado, let, <laughs> let me go ahead and bring up what I'm going to be teaching on tonight. Um, uh, and it's going to be, like I said, it, it's prayer school, his will. So last time when I was on, I believe it was last week um, or the week before, but I dealt with timing. And so one of the slides that I had up was misconceptions for when to pray. And the reason this is coming up when I'm talking about Elohim's will is because uh, the thing about this is that none of these are in his will. You know, it's not only bad timing, but the father doesn't want us to pray these things that are um, not being heard because not only are they not a part of his laws, you know, um, they're also not in his will for our lives. We, we have to consider the country, the, the current times that we live in. And you have some people who say that scripture is outdated. Well, the thing is, you know, as teachers, and you know, I'm teaching, well, um, they're supposed to bring the word up to present day semantics or a present way of explaining the word. So, you know, then they didn't have cars, but, you know, they could have had um, chariots, that they could have had wagons. There were things that they used that could have broke down. They could have been in the middle of the desert praying, what am I going to do now? We have to understand that the Father's word is eternal. You know, some people want to say that it's outdated because of the current times. Well, scripture says that there is nothing new under the sun. OK, so who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe um, this this man with an idea or are you going to believe Elohim who has given us eternal life? Uh, are you going to believe him? You, you know, the scripture says, you know, the word is laid, laid before us. You know, we have to choose um, today who you'll serve, you know. So once we make up in our minds that we're living by the word and not misconceptions of the world or misconceptions for when to pray, then we'll see what it is that we're supposed to do. And that, you know, living in his will, that's what they're saying. What is his plan? All right. Concerning prayer. So when we pray, we're supposed to pray his will. Um, and we're going to get into how the father wanted us to, you know, what did he even say he wanted us to um, live out his will? What did he say that he wanted us to live for him? And we're going to see that in the scripture as well, because I don't want to say anything without going to my constitution as an ambassador um, for others to believe what I'm saying. But I want you all to see it for yourself. So that way, when you see it, you'll say, OK, now I understand. Now it's in my constitution for me to abide by, for me to live by. And so when we're getting into the, the, the misconceptions, you will see how they don't even agree with the Constitution. All right. And so um, let's look at the next one, you know, when my spouse is, is acting up. All right. So um, when we get into praying in his will, there are laws that govern um, marriage. OK, there are laws that, you know, it talks about one, a, a new house. You, you're looking at the finances for it. Uh, or what it may cause, and you know, even a job and a career, there are uh, principles, um, a set of rules, first rules that have been laid down for us. Okay, and so when 
here at Empowerment Faith, we're always talking about laws. We're talking about um, precepts. We talk about these things because it makes us easier to understand how to use prayer, okay? And so we don't want to misuse and abuse what the Father has given us. And we're going to talk about that as well because we want people, just as the Father does, he wants us to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. All right. He doesn't want us to be ignorance for we know ignorance is darkness. Ignorance hinders us from living out his will. So if we can't live in his will because of ignorance, how can we pray his will? OK, so we need our minds now to be illuminated. Now, we don't want to just mental ascend when we hear a word. Remember it. I, <laughs> I remember being in school and um, I was really good at math, like any math class when I was in I say grade school. It, it was advanced and, and I, it was I took advanced uh, classes like seventh grade. I was in pre-algebra, eighth grade algebra, ninth grade geometry. You know, I, I took calculus and all that like in high school. So the, the thing about it was that um, it, to me, it was easy. Um, but when I got to college, it was hard. And it was hard because in grade school, I could memorize everything that the teacher wrote. So I was able to uh, sit down and everything that she wrote, I memorized and I would just plug in my mind. I would literally sit there and just plug in different numbers. And that's how I work out the equations. It hindered me when I got to college because I actually never learned it. I memorized it. OK. And so because um, I never learned how to use the uh, equations or when to use them or the functions or use the theorems, because I never learned any of that, I couldn't apply to real situations that we were you know, doing in, in, in college. So. Um, the information here, we don't want people to memorize what we're saying. We don't want you to have just knowledge. We want you to have an understanding. We want you to have wisdom. So that's why illumination has to take place. And that only works with the help of the Holy Spirit. OK, and so the knowledge that you're getting here, uh, you're supposed to take and use it and sit down and apply the precepts, <coughs> excuse me, so that you can learn for yourself and be um, not only a better, uh, what should I say, a better son or heir when it comes to the kingdom, but a better ambassador, you'll be a better representative. Okay. And so getting back to these misconceptions, when we hold, when we're holding on to these misconceptions, we're hindering ourselves from living out the father's will. Okay. And so the father had actually gave us a way to pray. Okay. And we'll see that, <clears throat> excuse me, in this next one, when, um, let me see, there it is when uh in the apostles prayer it is not the lowest prayer i know people say you know it, it says the lowest prayer it's not it's the apostles prayer because here yeshua was speaking to the um the apostles all right uh in matthew yahoo matthew 6 and 9 through 13 excuse me it says our father in heaven hallowed be your name and name we know um yeshua was the saying name he was saying uh authority he was talking about the father's authority and here he's talking about um, it's talking about the uh, glorifying Elohim and the authority that he's given. Well, that he has, I'll say that, um, because right here it says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it says your kingdom come because it's, it's talking about that, that culture. That's what it's talking about here. Your will be done. It's talking on earth, the place that you created for us. And when we're reading scripture, this is how we have to break it down because scripture wasn't written in verses. It was written in uh, concepts. It was written in, in uh, completed thoughts. So we have to uh, when we're reading, we have to get the complete thought of everything that's being said. 
Okay, and nothing, you know, you hear people say that some stuff, well, that doesn't matter. You know, you can skip over there for now. I mean, if you don't understand it, keep going until you get illumination. But everything that is in scripture is important. It's there for a reason. So anybody that says that they, they're filled with darkness, you know, um, because the father, um, we can study. What should I say? The word is infinite. You can never study enough. OK, um, but there are you know, there are, <laughs> are laws that even govern studying. But let me continue. Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from the evil one. All right. Right here. It, it clearly says your kingdom come, your will be done. So what was the father's will for us in the earth? What did he originally plan for man in the earth? And we know that goes back to Bereshit called Genesis 1 and 26, where he created man to have dominion on the earth. We were created in his image and his likeness. We were created as, you know, Adam um, had the glory on him. He had access to an open heaven. He was able to name the animals. Adam, I mean, everything that he needed was right there for him. You know, it wasn't for him to have stress, to strive, to worry, any of that, you know, because um, another example, the last Adam, Yeshua, um, when things were out of order, you know, he spoke to it. There, there was something, the hardest time that Yeshua had was with people, trying to explain things to people because their mind, because we don't have dominion over each other. But if you see outside of when he was teaching people, everything else was just smooth. The, the only thing that gave Yeshua, the earth never gave Yeshua a problem. It was people. All right. And so. We have to have the idea or the mindset that when we're living out of his will, we're living in that dominion that he gave us. OK, and now that we have this idea, I'm getting kind of ahead of myself now. But now that we have this idea, we know what to pray. OK, um, because uh, I really got to get to the end of, of this to explain it more. But we we see here that the father does have a will or plan for our lives okay is not just by happenstance that we are here okay so what is it that's dragging people away what is it that's messing people up you know a lot of the misconceptions i talk about a lot of it is coming from see if i can show you here it's coming from religious doctrine okay uh Religious doctrine or religion, it misuses the word. Y'all, you know, I got this example here, you know, uh, the Lord giveth, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, uh, Elohim wasn't taking anything from uh, Yob. It was the old servant saying he he comes to kill, steal and destroy. And if you have an understanding of if you have that precept in you, then you'll understand that when you're praying that you don't pr pray this. You know, you're going through hard times. I know, you know, this isn't the Lord's will for me, but I'm going to keep praying that he going to see me through. I'm going to keep praying that he going to help me through this. I mean, what, what the father is is telling us in his word that you need to speak to that situation, that you need to have a different attitude about that situation. And we'll never get that of praying his will and we'll never get anything done if we're steadily stuck in religious doctrine. Because religious doctrine, next point, creates false ideas. OK, holidays, um, Christmas, people praying for uh, having enough money for Christmas presents for their kids. They don't want them to feel left out. But let me let me slow down and calm down. They don't want them uh, to feel left out. They don't want them to um, not experience the tradition that we have in this country and its main religion. OK, uh, the next one uh, changes the intent of scripture. 
example, the Great Commission, go out and <laughs> go out and make um, go out and, and get people saved. That, that's the Great Commission. And the, the, the reason I'm kind of laughing about it a little bit because because it just hit me uh, that, you know, what they are doing is where Yeshua told the um, those who were religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Pharisees, what he accused them of, which was being hypocrites. He accused them of stopping others from entering. You don't go, you know, you don't enter the kingdom and you stop others. from. That's the same thing he told them. And people today, they're supposed to follow his teachings. The main religion called Christianity are doing the exact thing he said not to do. OK, and this how powerful religion is, is that it, it takes hold of somebody's mind. And you think you're doing a you think you're doing a good thing when it's actually the wrong thing, because we're, as my brother has stated, you're supposed to do the right thing. OK, another thing about religious doctrine, it promotes the idea of its country. An example is America, the two party system. Um, you know, Republicans on one side believe that, you know, you should fight for the unborn babies. Um, but don't fight for them when they actually hear. Okay. So, uh, that religious doctrine, when it comes to, um, just the, that Republican party is, um, they believe they're doing the right thing. I mean, the, the good thing, that's what they believe, you know, even the Democrats, Democrats, you know, they believe they're, um, with the alphabet community and spreading love, they think they're doing the, the right thing. They believe that's a part of the Lord's plan. They believe that, that's what's love. All inclusiveness is what they consider love. OK. And so we don't want these ideas to be in us because this is poison. This is leaven. This is what Yeshua told us to get out during the, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. This is what he was talking about. OK. And let's go to the next one. Removes the evidence of a born again lifestyle. An example is being self-governing. Um, and like I, I talked about, you know, having that constitution, the father uh, wants us not to be, we were never to be, you know, inter, I mean, independent, we would be interdependent, dependent on one another, um, dependent on, uh, be dependent on his word, but interdependent on one another. But when it comes to self-governing, he never wanted us to be like that. The only, only being that we know that tried to be self-governing and, and fulfilled it, was able actually to do it was the old serpent. Okay. Even people, okay. Even people who aren't born again, those who are in a fallen nature, that fallen state, they believe they're self-governing, but they're not. There's something that's governing their lives. <laughs> when the Father created us, you got to look at our design, the way we were created. The Father created us to have a source. So when our even children, when children are sitting down watching TV, when children are um, spending time reading, when, when they're looking at their parents, all that influence is coming into them. That's the way we were designed. People believe that they're self-governing. They believe they're living on their own terms. When actually Yeshua said it, you're following at you, following after your father, uh, the the old you know the old serpent. He's saying that's your source, okay? So um, people, are, and with this, you, you know, that's self-governing. The only being to do it was the also, and, and I should say his uh, his minions or you know the fallen angels. They were able to do it as well. Let me say that. Um, now, the, the other thing with this is no accountability. So when people believe that they're self-governing, there's no accountability for their actions. So I, the lifestyle that you have when you're living with a religious doctrine, and what I'm getting to is that you have people who go out, go in the club, sit, uh, or today everybody's so isolated. So you have people who are at home just watching TV, uh, invite somebody over to do their wrong, 
And then they go into church on Sunday, okay? And the pastor gets up and he doesn't call out that wrong thing. And, and the thing about it is that with the word, the word addresses issues that are going on in their congregation, okay? And we see that with Sheol or call Paul. Um, that's what, you know, they changed his name to Paul, but it was Sheol. That's what it, he called it out in the church in Corinth. When he was writing letters, he was dealing with that leaven. Um, and, and the thing about it is that um, she, <laughs> I'll say this, Sheo kept the feast days. So, you know, throwing that in there for those who talk about, you know, there's nothing wrong with holidays. It helps. Well, we're dealing with it now. It creates this religion doctrine that separates you from the will of the Father. And so all, all of this has to do with prayer, okay? All of it has to do with prayer because we have to deal with these ideas. And once we get the right idea, as I've said before, then when it comes to praying, it, um, it, it it's like when you're um, trying to, I know we've used the term of, of a sniper in the dark, but it's, it's also like when you're trying to um, chop down a tree. You know, if you're trying to chop down a tree with a bat, it's not going to work. That's not what the bat was designed for. You know, what was prayer designed for? How was prayer meant to be used? A bat was meant to be used to hit a baseball. When, when I'm trying to chop down a tree, I need to get an axe. In order to get the axe, I have to know the original design and purpose of that axe so I know how to use it. Too many people are falling victim to the religious uh, doctrine in their lives, and they're, and they're out there trying to swing a bat um, to chop down a tree, and it's not working. All right. And let me calm down again. OK, so um, takes uh, on and adapts new ideas. This is what uh, religious doctrine does. And this is like I said, this is why this is a dangerous progressive Christianity. So um, everything that's going on in the world, what we have today is a lot of um, people who and the reason I say progressive Christianity is because you have uh, those who are constantly adapting new ideas. And I should have had progressive Judaism because they're steadily creating new laws, too, um, that they keep adding these laws um, to Judaism. All right. But um, the reason I say Christianity, because that's the one that's the one religion I know more about. OK. And so um, when, when Christians are taking on these new ideas and accepting them as their own, again, they believe that is love. And because they've separated from their father's original idea of what love actually means, what they're now doing is actually living in rebellion um, to what the father uh, actually wants, you know, his original plan, design and purpose for man. And so therefore now these uh, Christians when they pray, you know, they can't get anything done because the very word that they're stating is not in the Constitution. All right. What you're saying that does not agree. So when we're praying his will, we have to know his will outside of religious doctrine. And the way that we get to do that, we have to get to the unadulterated, unfiltered um, word. And I'm wrapping it up here. Elohim and his word are one. And like I said before, I'm not stating anything. I'm not stating my opinions. I'm stating what I think or what what I believe, but I believe what the word says. So when Yochanan called John 10 and 30, I am my father one. And this is Yeshua talking. And Yochanan, John 17 and 11, and I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you. Um, this is set apart, Father. It's talking about holy. Um, excuse me one second. Guard them in your name, which you have given me, so that they might be one as we are. And this is Yeshua talking about him and the Father are one again. So the Father and his word are one. The Father's word is law. The Father, um, when it comes to the word, 
what Yeshua is saying here is that we cannot accept Elohim without his word. And that's what so many people are doing, because in order to get his will and um, Elder Octavian did a, a really good teaching, all his all for his glory. I believe it's on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, so when we're in prayer and, and I'm going to give you an example of at the end of this, well, all of this is what I'm explaining, because, you know, um, Yeshua, when he did things, he never did. He never said or did anything that he didn't live. You know, they never saw Yeshua. Um, what should I say? They, they never saw Yeshua get out of character. They, they never saw Yeshua do things apart from what Elohim's word said. Many times when they saw him do things, you, you would see the apostles uh, start quoting the Tanakh. It was like, whoa, you know, um, this is what the Tanakh said. And he's actually doing it. So <laughs> that's the thing, because because they knew the word, they were able to recognize the word. They were able to recognize that Yeshua was actually living out his purpose, fulfilling his purpose in the earth. And that's what um, Yeshua stated, that he came not to do his will, but the will of the one who sent him. And we're supposed to be the same. Um, we're supposed to be the same way. All right. So. Uh, even with this, you know, so many people say, well, I know the word, I, you know, I know the laws, I, I've learned them, I sat down, I studied, I, I've done all of this um, according to what, what the scripture says, um, but <laughs> there, there's a but in there because um, the old serpent is very crafty. The old serpent wants to throw us off. So one thing about the old serpent is that he knew the law, <laughs> okay? I mean, he was in a place, the country of heaven, he lived as a citizen in heaven, so he at one point he had to live by the Constitution, but he knew it. All right. So the thing is, is that even with religious doctrine, like I said, religious doctrine tries to um, uh, what should I, mix the the secular or the world and uh, Elohim's law. And you can't do that. You know, you, you can't have two kingdoms um, for uh, Yeshua talked about that for it will be divided. So, you know, we're supposed to live in, as one. So right here, we'll see how the old serpent, even though that he knew the law, what was his intent? Okay. What was his intent to, to do with it? All right. Uh, then Yeshua was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Um, this is my, I'm sorry. This is Matthew, Yahoo, Matthew four and one through 10. Um, then Yeshua was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are, excuse me, the son of Elohim, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Yeshua told him, no, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of Elohim. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of Elohim, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. Yeshua responded, the scriptures also say you must not test Yahweh, your Elohim. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Yeshua told him, for the scriptures say you must worship uh, Yahweh, your Elohim, and serve only him. All right, so here we see how the old serpent tried to misuse the word. We see here how the old serpent tried to misconstrue the law. He's like a, um, here he's like a, a really bad um, per, uh, see, the old servant acts like in here is it, almost like a um, someone who is in court who knows the law, but is trying to misuse it to actually break it. So it, it's like a, a, a mischievous lawyer in, in a sense. Okay, um, 
So somebody who wants to actually live outside of the intent of the word is someone who actually has the idea to break it, all right? So when we're living in his will, we know the law, we want to have the intent to keep it, but we want to know how to live by his law, which then in turn explains how his will manifests in our lives, all right? So it is when we're uh, looking at it, that's where the spirit comes into play, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is the governor wanting to teach us um, to live by this word. So the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to illuminate that to us, okay? And so that's what we know Yeshua was the, was the very word, you know, and when he left, he gave us the advocate. Um, he gave us the one who was going to be there, who's going to be the lawyer to um, uh, basically give a, a the lawyer knows the law. So the lawyer is going to be there to give us understanding um, of how to use the petition for our benefit, for our good. OK, so when we're um, getting into this wheel, we have to see that the old servant was one who wanted to break his will and, and break his law according to his own ideas and for his own benefit and way of doing things. Like I said before, self-governing. So. Um, it's not to, and someone told me about this a while ago that like that there was a young lady who wanted to, um, she wanted, she got married because she read in the word that, you know, um, what, what does the scripture say? Um, it's better to marry than to burn. So she went ahead and got married and the guy she got married to, he wasn't born yet. So, um, the thing is, is that when you don't have a complete understanding or illumination of the word, you'll end up actually putting yourself in a worse state. And that's what religion does, because religion doesn't get that full concept. All right. Religion, religion a lot of times gives you a piece. So to answer the question, um, and I'm wrapping up on this last one. How do we discover his will from from precepts? <laughs> that's it. Pharisee Genesis one and one in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. He's the creator. He's the manufacturer. All right. So when you want to know how a product works, that's who you go back to. Uh, the plan for everything um, the Elohim has is in his word. So example, I'm dealing here with uh, Adam and uh, Masis and Negad or, or man and woman. Uh, Bereshit Genesis 2 and 15. What was his plan for a man? Uh, and I'll make this point and then I'll end it here. Yahweh Elohim took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. So um, another translation says to um, work it and to, uh, to tend and to keep it. So when you look at that word tend, it's dealing with the uh, abad. He gave man a vision. And so when he gave him that vision, uh, what Adam was supposed to do was to take heaven um, or take earth. I'm sorry, because he made him delegated king in the earth, take earth and make it just like heaven. That's what Adam was supposed to do. He gave him a, a vision to cultivate the earth. That's what um, Elohim's original plan for man was. So when I go in prayer, what I'm saying is that, Father, the vision that you have given me in life to, to work, to, to do, the, the vision that um, I'm supposed to use to take that place, that country um, of heaven, its culture, and live it out on the earth, Father, show me how to do that through your word. Now I'm praying his will. Uh, if you want to get more specific, if um in an area like dealing with marriage, Father, I know that as a man that um I'm the father husband that you gave me the source. Help me to use the influence that you originally gave me as a man as a source, being in your image and likeness that I can use for my family and they can draw from me. Now you're praying in his will. All right. I hope this blessed you all. 
Um, please like and share the video. Um, uh, please go on and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, and shalom.